Dude, I opened the only can I had down here. Sorry. Uh, all I got is a bottle of water. It's not going to have the same effect. Oh, I left a can of oxygen. Oh, that would have been great to throw in there. Larry <laughs> <laughs> oh, just smells like mint. So we're back at Lake Fairview. And Rob has made fire. <laughs> it took a lot longer. Holy fuck. I ran, that, that, that camera only recorded for 52 minutes. I'm kind of embarrassed to admit how long it took to start was, this thing. Uh, as much as I'd like to say you're a fucking asshole. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Those, those logs, man, that, that was... Uh, I, again, I think someone sprayed them with a fire extinguisher or something. Or it's like reverse trick handle. I think we were punked. Yeah, it definitely feels like a punk Punked situation. Punked by, by those Riverdale I mean, kids. The, that one log had a nylon handle screwed into it. It had to be part of a bundadoo. <laughs> bundadoo? It's the only thing that makes sense. <laughs> so, um, yes, we're back. It's been less than a year since we've been up here at the cabin. Dude, it still feels like 20 minutes. It really does. It really does. Like, okay, again, we were talking about that episode of Peavis and Butthead, Bonersaurus. The last time I talked to you about it, which feels like yesterday, it was, last was in that cabin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, short drive episode. Oh, man, we can fucking go till dawn. I, I do not feel like I told you thing. to take the Adderall. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like people don't know I'm an idiot. <laughs> well, I like to. I would like to make this a short drive episode, and I have. A topic that crossed my mind while we were so this you part. spent you spent forty eight minutes making a fire to, to so we could sit by it for twenty. Yeah, I like it. I want to talk about pets, the edible kind, or what? Nothing. You're clearly talking about something else. <laughs> I mean, technically, like all yeah, technically all pets, pets are, are edible. edible. Yeah. <laughs> What? We're gonna get peated. <laughs> well, I think I just you know we're we're back, like I said you know we're we're back at the cabin you know it's all about childhood memories reminiscing reliving the hills man they memories to, of old they used to make this look easy but then again they actually had real shit we were like out here with pizza boxes and stuff burning in a fire pit. and evidence from murder cases <laughs> okay again there was no blood on that shirt okay but okay. Found a box, in, okay, by the dumpster, it was an Amazon box. Somebody prior to us had a bo- uh, an Amazon box sent here. There's like, what is it, like six or seven cabins here on the lake? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, somebody got an Amazon box sent here, and I was like, we needed kindling, and we had already burned through the pizza box, and the and the logs weren't catching. So, you know, I was like, you know, there's a big dumpster out back. I wonder if there's anything back there. And it was, the Amazon box was sitting next to the dumpster, and it had a tattered shirt. Uh, Mildly suspect. I was going to say mildly soiled. <laughs> mildly soiled, no. So, pets. I want to talk about pets. I want to talk about the like the wondrous creatures that were that graced our lives for the short period of time that they were with us. You know, nobody believes me about the turtle. The communion gift you got? Who gets a pet in the third grade and still it's alive when they're 40? That's got to be a very small number of people. I mean, unless you get, like, a human... A sturdy turtle. Yeah, it's a turtle. <laughs> it's a turtle. <laughs> no turtle. What's the first animal you remember us having? What's Boots. the first pet? Boots. Boots. Which was a cat, not shoes. 
Boots is such a stereotypically like common name for an animal, for a cat especially. It was Bootser. Bootser? It was Bootser. I'm just throwing. I don't know if it was Bootser. It was Bootser. Was it? Yeah. It was just Boots. And then we had Schnitzer, who was a German Schnauzer with a very suspiciously German name. No, his name was a Schnitz. Schnitzer. That was his full name. We just called him Schnitz. I didn't know that. Superior breed of dog. Remember when he passed? Oh, don't do it. I gotta tell oh, the story. Don't do it. Okay, all right. That's all you. You did that. That's all you. you, you that was your joke. So Snitz was a miniature schnauzer. German. I think miniature schnauzers are inherently German. Is he German? <laughs> and we had had him for a long time growing up. He was like 13 by the time this that event. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, we kind of was... now we officially did too good of a job. It's perfect. I love this fire. So when well, you did too good of a job. I supervised. You brought the murder. I had uh, the evidence. Yeah, you brought the evidence. <laughs> so Joe used to torture this dog relentlessly by like running like matchbox cars. I forgot about that. Up and down like his back and everything. And he okay, was... but in Joe's defense, he was seven. Well, in the dog's defense, he gave him multiple warnings not to do it. He would snarl. He would, like, kind of growl a little bit. Like, don't do that. Don't do that. You know, like, he, that's him saying, please stop. Please stop. Our kids are fucking stupid. Yeah. So, finally, he snipped at Joe. He, you know, he didn't bite him. You know, he just... Yeah, like, like muffin. So, from the time that Joe was very young... Sorry, I didn't even... After the whole Matchbox car incident, he just did not like Joe. Just didn't like him. Didn't want him near him. And yeah, I'm just warming up to him now. Well, I mean, you also snap at him from time to time. That's true. <laughs> Joe starts petting you. Taking flavor shaking. So, so Sorry. for the longest time, for the longest time, okay, like just the, the the dog, the snitch just did not like Joe. So as the years got on, as Joe got older, as Snitz got older, you know, just it just there there was just no repairing this friendship. When it came down... You think them both being beasts of burden, they would have had some kind of... When it came down... When it came down to Snitz's final days, you know, his final moments, we were all gathered around, you know, the family's gathered around Snitz, you know, saying goodbye to him. And, you know, I'm petting him, Dad's petting him. Were you there at this point? Were you there? I'm not sure. I don't know. Anyway, so we're... Where would I have been? I don't know. Uh, so we're, we're, you know, we're gathered around the family dog as, you know, he gives his last breaths. Joe goes to pet him to comfort him. Snitz growls. And then in the middle of growling at Joe, dies. I don't remember this at all. True story. Has Seriously, he, his last breath was spent being a jerk off to Joe. Yes. The dog hated Joe with such a passion that he spent his last breath making sure that he knew that. <laughs> Remember that? Uh, it's a good dog. And it's always stood out. You know, like you know, like, like your first family dog, like that. That's that's a moment. Yeah, dude. And um, and then how did we come to acquire the plethora of cats? That was your fault. Yes. You want to tell the listeners about how we that, ended up becoming like the cat the family? Dark days of the empire. Like shit. I don't even really remember how it started. Wasn't there the there was a, a Boots was still alive when we got the, the There tabby. was a pet store. Oh yeah. By yeah. And I got that cat. Steve's comic relief. Yeah. 
And I brought her back. Boots was still alive because the Boots was not like, you know, he was like, what the fuck is this? You know, and he, he was not having it. He was already like 10, 11 years old. And that was his roost. And he, he just wasn't having it. And then uh, when in hindsight, the we, we definitely did not do a good job in kind of like slowly introducing the cat. But yeah. And then I think she got because she was always a kind of an outdoor cat. What was really funny was she didn't realize she was still allowed outside. So she was constantly sneaking out. Like you'd open the door, be like, go, go. And she would like hide and wait for what she thought was the opportune moment, even though the entire like period of time you're standing there with the door open, like waving the cat on, like you're landing a plane. (laughs) And she's just like, okay, 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 okay. He gave up and he started to close the door. Go. And yeah, she did that literally day in and day out, like five times a day. It was so obnoxious. And she was always bringing me dead animals. Either that's a gift or just saying to you, well, clearly, clearly okay. you don't know how to hunt. I mean, I, I would like to think the first thing, but she was kind of a cunt that cat. <laughs> no, she was she was the shit. I liked her. Um, she looked like the Nine Lives cat. She was a tabby, but she had a little more white to her. Than the Nine Lives cat. And she um she started to cheat. Remember we lived by Garney Morris? Those, yeah. Those woods yeah. and stuff. She was bringing home animals that were dead that were bigger than she was. I was like, okay, you did not kill a badger. Like... You are now cheating. Like, no, I got rid of Kill the neighbor boy. I got a full court adult man. You know, like, she was cheating, man. She even brought home some birds that were almost as big as her. I don't know how, because it was that, remember there was that thing with all the reeds? Yeah, yeah, Every yeah. once in a while a bird would die in there and she would bring it back. This brings back an osprey. <laughs> a goose one time. She brought back a Canadian goose. You know, you know, uh, like uh, the nickname for Canadian geese are called honkers. What you think? A flock of crows. That's uh, a murder. It's called a murder. <laughs> so whatever happened to her, I forget. Um, she she was constantly getting knocked up, which is how we ended up with that herd of cats. Yeah, I think. It, well, how many cats did we have at one point? We like seven. Like, was, I I thought we hit double digits. No, nah, no. Nah, we, we became never... that family. Well, I'm glad we got rid of it because now, you know, they have that parasite that gets lodged in your brain and just want to get more cats. What? Yeah, there's a parasite. that That's what the crazy cat lady thing is. It's actually like a parasite or something like that. It's like a caused by the cat urine. No way. Yeah. Holy shit. Huh. And um, that's where that whole, like, thing came from. And, uh, but yeah, uh, she, um... She had a litter of kittens. She took care of them to the point where uh, they were just old enough to survive on their own. And she looked haggard. Like, she half her weight. Like, she was barely standing up. Like, she came out and hung out with me for a little while. And then died. And then she just kind of died. Like, she went back and she was with them when she died. And luckily, they were just strong. Like, literally two weeks prior, it would have been a difficult task to keep them alive. Uh, I have no memory of this. Yeah, that's how she died. Huh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. We had to talk about Smokey. We had to talk about Large Ron. Fatimus Catamus. Yeah, so that was Mom's cat. Yeah. So it was... That animal was disturbing. I'd never seen the, uh, what do they call it, polydactyl? Yeah, yeah. With the posable thumbs. Like, okay, we, um, she, there was one of the, there was a kitten she wanted to keep, and that kitten died, and that kitten was gray. 
That's right. Smokey was a replacement. Yes. I remember those. And yeah, yeah. I called all these pet stores trying to find a gray kitten. I, I, mm-hmm. I, my memory is shit, but I remember this. And yo, okay, the pet store that had Smokey, it was literally like out of the movie Gremlins. Like it was like an old Asian woman. And it's like, oh my God. It's like, what? And he had the thumbs. I was like, okay, this has got to be some sort of mystical beast. I don't understand this. So yeah, we bought the cat with the thumbs. And we took him home. And it, they weren't even really noticeable when we took him home. They were just like kind of little nubbies. And then when he got bigger, they became full-on, posable, yeah, I remember him usable able, digits. Yeah, I remember him being able to grab stuff. He would eat like a squirrel. You'd hand him stuff. He'd stand on his back lights, hold it, and eat it. Uh, it was just the most unsettling shit. I was like, if this cat learns English, I swear to God, the human species is over. <laughs> I love his affliction for pizza boxes. Oh, yes, yes. He, 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 he always had a pizza box that sat on top of our old-ass microwave in the corner, and he would go up there and just lord over the manor on top of an empty pizza box. <laughs> that, was, that was heartbreaking when he died. Like, he, he was a mascot for I us. wasn't there when he died. What? I don't think I was there. I remember being told over the phone. I don't know where I was, but I wasn't there. I forget when he died. Yeah. I know. He was a, like, he was a mascot for the family. He was a mascot for our fucking latchkey kid extended family. <laughs> Keith called him Large Ron. Large Ron. That was named like a bouncer that he knew or something. Is that where the kid came Yeah, from? Large Ron. Well, Keith gave him that name before. No, 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 no. It came from the bouncer and he, he just, you know, attached it to Weird. Fatimus Catimus. And, oh, and then he kept knocking up the tabby. And so we had just like an army of polydactyl cats running around. Like literally every stray cat in the neighborhood by like year five had thumbs. <laughs> like I remember friends were, I'd have friends like, oh, I adopted a cat from the shelter. Had thumbs. I'm just like, I can't even whistle right now. But, you know, nonchalant whistle, walk away. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that's about. Yeah, it's like we're directly responsible for altering the gene pool. <laughs> I think um, Smokey liked to get it in, man. That was his thing. Josh still has a cat with one of Smokey's offsprings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're raw. I think Fifi got one. Sponge. Yeah. Yeah. A while back, but yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, and then when he passed, you know, we buried him on top of a pizza box. That's true. That was a bitch of a holy dig just to accommodate a box like that, I would imagine. It wasn't pleasant. Yeah. But hey, ceremonial. Hey man. You know, he he brought love, joy, and happiness and alterations to the entire population of the gene pool of cats within the uh Bucks County region. That's true. Yeah. And God only knows how far that wave went. Like Oh, that has to keep going. Like there's no I way mean, it has I don't even see how it could stop at like the continent. Like literally we might have Inadvertently change reality. Paradoxical cats on Mars. Yeah. I mean, I got it. Actually, did that, but you know, I, yeah. I mean, may, I mean, maybe, but not to like any kind of significant degree. Because mm-hmm. as it fans out, it also gets smaller. Yeah, yeah, it gets diluted and whatnot. Yeah. You know, before you know, you're looking at like one eighth of a Saiyan. You know, yeah, can't even go Super Saiyan anymore. Like I, I'm... and it's just back to little dude claws. Yeah. Yeah. It goes away. That's sad. But the legacy and memories live on. That's true. As do pizza boxes. Well, it did. Yeah. Damn, we kind of brought that around in a weird way. We burned a pizza box not more than a half an hour ago. Remember how I ended up with Peanut? Oh, you had a friend that bred them. 
So Keenut was a American bulldog. Who thought he was a Chihuahua? Oh yeah, because he got because he was always around Soleil. Yeah. Yeah. So he was raised with a Chihuahua. So one of my uh, one of my friends, now ex friend, but you know we're not going to get into that story. Um, her mom bred them, and you know didn't the dog. She didn't not with them. (laughs) Bulldog. (laughs) (laughs) Idiot! Idiot! Abomination. So, so uh, she did not breed the bulldogs, uh, breed with the bulldogs. Uh, she bred the American bulldogs. And there was the runt of the litter, which had a deformed paw uh, that no one wanted. Well, it looked I, like, okay, it looked like he was doing the Vulcan thing. Yes, yeah, because it was like split right down yeah, the center. Yeah. So, I was with, um, I was with this one girl at the time. It was Live Long in Popsburg. Yeah, it's sorry. It's solid. Solid. Yeah, go ahead. Here we go. Um, and I had no intentions of getting a dog. Like I had no desire to. I'm like, I don't feel like dealing with this. I don't you got a horse. You got a small horse. It was a yeah. pony. It was great. So, so the girl I was with, you know, like we were supposed to be moving out. Like we signed an apartment, like a lease for an apartment and everything. So she convinced me to get this dog. I'm like, okay, you know what? We're moving out. Okay, you want the dog? Fine, fine, fine. We'll get the dog. Okay, she had been hounding me for weeks about this dog. So we took the dog, and I think it was about a week or two later, after we'd already signed the lease for the apartment, she dumped me, and she moved in with someone else. I mean, I don't mean to be rude, but I feel like that was a smart move. Uh, yes, yeah, because if I would have stayed with her, my life would have been intestinally worse. Like, my life became so much better because I had all this access to other things, and I wasn't held down to living in an apartment. So she ended up breaking up with me a few weeks later. And I was now stuck with this dog. I couldn't give it back. And I didn't know what the hell to do with it. I was still living at home. And I remember getting a phone call from dad when we first got the dog. And I was working at the box factory still. We had mentioned, we had made reference to the box factory a couple episodes ago. And over the. The roar of the equipment of, of of manufacturing. I heard Dad screaming at me about this this effing dog. Like I don't want this dog. Get this effing dog out of this house. I told you no dog. I told you no dog. And ironically, he became Dad's best friend. Oh my God, that was Dad's like saving grace. So Dad was just screaming at me about this dog. I go home that night because it was a it was like the second second shift job. Mm. I go home. It was like twelve thirty one o'clock at night. And uh, dad's just like passed on the couch with this American bulldog puppy asleep on his, on his chest. And like, that was it. I'm like, yeah, I think I'm guess because I'm stuck keeping this dog. And um, yeah, that was, that was my boy. And I taught him all kinds of great I'm, tricks. I remember the first time I saw him when you had him. And they say you can kind of determine how big a dog is going to be when he's a puppy by the size of his paws. Mm-hmm. That dog was all paw. <laughs> it just won't show me paw. Right, and I was like, "Dude, that thing is gonna be gigantic!" Like, and what was he like? A buck thirty? Yeah, he was like one hundred and thirty pounds. But he had no clue he was that big. He was the runt of his litter. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that was your selling point. Oh, he's the runt. He's not gonna be that big. I yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Came this grotesque mutant, but he was not. I, I, he was. He was. Uh, he was great. I, 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 unfortunately, like when I left for college, like I couldn't take him with me, you know, because I was living. And I was like, I was renting out rooms. <laughs> and you already had a car. 
Get a saddle. Yeah. Get a horse. Get a horse. So, yeah, so, you know, I, I moved out, went to college. Sorry. I couldn't obviously bring them with me, you know, because I was renting out rooms and houses. And then I eventually uh, graduated, and then I rented out a room. And I, 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 um, I moved in with my friend Brian. We got a condo, and there was no pets allowed. And uh, so I, I still couldn't take them with me. But at this point, like, you know, the dog was institutionalized. Like, he was, you know, he lived at the house for so long. That was it, dad's it was, dog. It was dad's dog yeah. at that point, you know. Like, that was, like, that was his boy. And then... Holy fuck, dude. He didn't care about anything. He came home. He's like, dad, all, that was, like, came home from work. God. The place could have been on fire. And he wouldn't have cared. It was a peanut. Yeah. yeah. And, and that uh, name was just... Yeah, for oddly the, appropriate. For the record, uh, he came with the name Peanut. We just decided to keep it because he was the runt. And uh, so it eventually, it, like, it was started as a literal thing, and that just became a joke. You know, he broke Dad's nose once. Really? Yeah. Okay. He gave me a couple different black eyes. Uh, he, again, you know, he had no clue he was a horse. Well, he trained with the Vander Holyfield. Like, uh, well, he really yeah. knew how I to mean, like, he, really... he could put him down. Yeah. Um, Square off in the ring. He, um, when you would roughhouse with him, he he would do this thing. Where, you know, you'd be like, ah, he'd be like here, you know, like, like, like that. Mm-mm. And you'd wrap your arms around him and be like, ah, and he would just jerk his head back. And you, it would be like, you know, you'd be holding him and, you know, scratching him under his chin and stuff for like eight minutes, nine minutes. And just out of nowhere, boom, right in the face. Two different black guys. <laughs> and that swears up and down. He broke his nose once. Huh. Yeah. Not that he cared, you know, fucking lovable bulldog. Right, 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 right. I, I've never. I I I love the fact I tra- I I inadvertently uh, taught him how to play hide and seek. What? Yeah, I, I taught him how to play hide and seek. Like I would throw the ball, and he would go chase it, and then I would hide somewhere, and then he would come back, drop the ball, and he would start looking around, and he would start checking all these spaces in the house okay. that I would constantly hide at to find me. So I I did not mean to train him how to play hide and seek. But he inadvertently learned hide and seek. You know, I got the little one. Uh, you remember I told you that um, uh, I keep trying to teach her to to bark along to Total Eclipse of the Heart because I want to make Total Eclipse of the Bark for Kristen. I got it. Like it, as nice. soon as you hit Total Eclipse of the, she will go. Burr! <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. I just need I just need a couple. I want it for real. I don't want to just edit it in. I'm mean, not gonna edit it in in two seconds. But I don't so get the fun of the, the neighbor seeing me, you know, spinning around in circles with the dog singing Total Eclipse of the Heart like once a week. But we need to record that. Oh, you need video. Yeah, sure. I mean, that feels like something we should prove. But yeah. then, now it's going to feel like a setup and like I'm making it up. That's all. It's all for the. But you know what? We got to get the finished product, too, along with, with the uh, here's Michael being a fruit basket. It's all for the Instagram. Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You need that. <laughs> um, it's all for the likes. All this was the likes. So I do I talk about the story? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. The beginning of the end for Peanut was, um, I think I was 33 probably at this point. And like I had had Peanut, I think Peanut was nine or so at this point. And I was coming home from work and I got a call from mom saying that Peanut bitter. I'm thinking, I said, or I'm like, okay, sure, sure. I'm sure, you know, uh, I'm sure you're fine. You know, just, you know, just, uh, you know, take a look at the bite. You know, if it's bleeding a little bit, just like, you know, put, you know, 
close the wound up. Like, I'm sure it's not bad, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm, you know, I'm sure you're overreacting because, you know, that was typical mom, like a hypochondriac. Oh, dude, everything was a crisis. Everything. Everything was DEFCON 1. Mm. What's the highest level of DEFCON? DEFCON 1, I think, is the highest level. Yeah, can I remember? They always, in the movies, they always go the other way, but I believe in real life, it's down. Well, uh, so it's always the highest level of DEFCON, whichever number that may be. Wonderful. Doesn't matter. It was always DEFCON. So. Terror level, terror level orange. So I am talking with mom. She's telling me that she is uh, locked in the bathroom, that she put Peanut in the bedroom because he was kind of like going a little nuts, which is really interesting because it was very out of character for him as, as, as a dog. So I tell her, I'm like, oh, you know, calm down. Okay, relax. I'm going to let me let me get off the phone. Let me call. Let me call. Let me call uh, Kristen and I'll send her over. So I get on the phone with her, send her over and I call mom back and I'm on the phone with her. I'm like, hey, listen, I'm going to stay on the phone with you until Kristen comes over. She's on her way. I'm just going to stay on the phone with you. And I hear Kristen come into the house and she starts freaking out. Takes the phone from mom and says, Rob, like screaming. She's like, you need to come down here and do and, and get your dog. Like mom's in trouble and then hung up. And that was it. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, what the hell happened? So. So I go speeding down Route 1, and I'm calling Dad's place of work. I get a hold of him. I tell him that I'm going over there to get him, that we have to go home, that there was a situation involving Peanut, involving Mom. I have no idea about the details. I just know that Kristen's there, and it's it might be kind of bad. So on the way there, I, um, I get a call from uh, Kristen's uh, now uh, ex. And she's telling, she's giving me some information, uh, telling me that uh, you know Peanut has essentially, poof, um, ripped Mom's ear off the side of her head, and Mom was not in a good place. So I'm in full-on panic mode. I have Dad with me at this point, and I'm just driving like a maniac down Route One in my Dodge Dart. Um. And I get off the phone. I call A because, you know, their expertise on the situation. And I'm just in a full-on panic mode. And I ask them, I ask them you know, what, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And their response is, you know, you know how this ends. So that was, uh, that was crushing because I knew how it was going to end. Um, and I couldn't, like, couldn't take Peanut with me because I was still living at the condo with Brian. I don't think you would have been able to. No, it's fine. You could have taken him still. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. But I, I didn't. And because I was, I was living in the condo with, with, uh, with, uh, Brian at the moment, at the time this happened. And I was not going to ask Brian if I could bring my dog because that would be way too much of a burden to put on him. It's like, oh, if you say no to this, like, I'm going to have to put my dog Yeah, there, it's not a question. Yeah, like, that's that that's manipulation. And I, 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 I did not want to do that to him. So, you know, we, we go to the house, Dad and I, and, you know, we, we, we go inside. We, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Like, I have leather gloves. Like, I'm ready to... I've accepted the fact that I may have to, like, old yeller my dog. And uh, open the bedroom door, and he's just like stupid happy to see me on a Thursday. 
You know? He would never know. Well, she fell on him. Yeah. So the story was, from what we can surmise, is that uh, he was sleeping at her feet. No, no, no. He was sleeping in front of the DVD player. She got up to change movies and fainted and fell on him. Fainted? Mm-hmm. She was sick. She had uh, something going on with her, and she had a fever. And you know how sometimes you get a little woozy when you have a fever and mm-hmm. you're walking around? And she was a little on the heavy side and being polite. And Very polite. Uh, yeah, she fainted and fell on him, and that's what brought that incident on her. I know she fell on him. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, that was what happened. She had, like, pneumonia. Pneumonia, yeah. You think if she would have been thinner, he wouldn't have responded so bad? Um, probably not, but uh, it's one of those things, what is working out the deets after the fact going to change? Like, you can alter any factor you want, try to, you know, change the result, but it's not going to inevitably change the result. Yeah. So, you know, we, uh, Dad and I take Peanut, you know, we go to a, um, we go to like a, a kennel that that used to take take him, you know, and we explain the situation and they put him away, you know, from like other dogs. And now he has a bite history and he is like he's an intact American bulldog with a bite history now. And, you know, I spoke at great lengths with A about this and their explanation to me was, you know, even if you give him up to a shelter, like no one will take him. And he will... It's, like, it's almost like when they try to adopt out fight dogs that are, yeah, you know, rehabilitated. Yeah. At this point, you know, she she said to me, um, you know, if if you do that, he will likely just stay there until he's eventually euthanized and he'll die sad and alone and scared. And I could not do that to my dog. So the next day, we took him to the place where she was working at the time and had to put him down. Uh, Mom was not comfortable having him back in the house, and I had to respect that. So, I don't think I can ever do another dog. Like, my heart is just like, my heart's still with that dog. And I did not mean for this to get super sad. I was going to say, like, literally, there there was no way for me to lighten this. I kept thinking of ways, and all it would do is take away from the story and not, I mean, like, the amount of light. And, you know, <laughs> that we would get from me being an idiot would just diminish the story. It wouldn't add anything. Yeah, that was my boy, though. And that broke my heart. And that's still, it still will sometimes bring me to tears thinking about how great that dog was. Oh, he, he was a gentle giant. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was a gentle giant. Do you remember the rats I had? Oh, uh, rat boy. Yeah. Do you remember? Didn't you have, like, black and white rats? Yeah, I had a I had a white brown rat, a white black rat. I had Corbin and Lilu Dallas. You know, I I felt like you were usurping my role a little bit. Like I'm the weirdo. Oh, the rats were great pets. They would pet Peanut. He would put his nose up to the cage, and they would just pat his nose. I would put the rats on the dog. The dog would walk around the house with the rats on his back. Oh my god, it was great. That must have. Been, I wish you would have gotten video of that. That would have so been much hilarious. fun. So much fun. So yeah, yeah, and now you know, uh, living with A, like you know, they they have had pets. I don't really count them as mine, although I seem to inherently adopt them. Holy fuck, I could not do her job. Absolutely not. Like I can watch horror for days. I can watch an autopsy of a human being and eat popcorn, but I cannot watch an ASPCA commercial. Can't do it. I literally have to leave the room. Sarah, my I know. I no, even if it's on mute. No, because you can hear the song. No, even if you mute the TV, it's just the imagery. Like, yeah, and you can hear like you can hear it in your head. 
you don't need the you don't need the volume to hear Sarah McLaughlin singing. Well, no, now it's something else. But again, the you think it's that song, but like if you watch some of the newer ones, the impact is the same. I mean, no interest. Huh? Just no interest in watching it. That makes me so sad. We don't deserve animals, man. We don't. We're not good enough. Humans, I mean. You and I are pretty well. We're okay. Well, we're decent, mostly. Yeah. But yeah, I, 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 I don't know if I could ever do a dog again after that. Like I said, like like A had a dog. Like she had a Papillon named Vixen. I, I I cried when we had when we put her down. I'm like, you son of a bitch. I hated you so oh, much. God. And did she did she do like the fostering thing where she would bring home animals that were almost destined to to live short lives and die young? Um, the current cat we have now, Kitten John, which that cat seems spry. She is, uh, she was not meant to live past like three or four weeks. Sometimes nature surprises you. Uh, he surprises you. Huh? It's because, it's because of their efforts that that okay. cat's alive. Okay. Okay. I, I, I wasn't understanding what you meant. I thought you were taking this in a different way. Okay. Because that, that, that cat should not be around, but, uh... Oh, she... You would never tell... You, like, just looks like a cat. Like, you... Oh, my God. She's so loving, so affectionate. She loves me for some reason. I think it's just because... grown? She's, like, super small. Yeah, she's full grown. Yeah. Oh, wow. I think I think she loves me so much because I give her food. Like, I'm the one that feeds her. Well, that's... You know, yeah. No. So... What about you? Any, uh... Oh, any nobody other... feeds me. Any other any pets of note that you want to mention? Well, Soleil, you know, and then there was a. Uh... Well, what's the story with Soleil? She's dead. Yeah, actually, um, when the space coyote and I broke up, she ended up with like all of the chihuahuas, with the exception of uh, the bear. Mm. How did Soleil come to be? Like, what was the story with that? Uh, we bought her from a friend. Um, we actually, uh, she was like, her eyes weren't even open yet, and uh, my buddy told me about uh, that him and his girl had uh these chihuahuas that they each had a chihuahua when they got together and when they got together sort of the dogs and that's how Soleil came into existence she had two brothers and uh he told me about her and i was like is it we were working on a car actually in the driveway in uh at, at uh, mom dad's and oh yeah he was so funny i don't want to say his name uh he was like like a typical kind of alpha dude you know mechanic by trade you know just a just kind of a dude, you know, not like a, not like a bro, but like a, a guy, dude, a guy, a yeah. man, man. Yeah. And, um, he told me about it. He's like, yeah, Chihuahua said puppies. And I was like, is there a black one? He's like, yeah. Is it a girl? Yeah. What do you want for it? Hold on. I did that. Sorry. Uh, wood fell out of the fire. Anyway, it's like, he, he calls her. He's like, $900. <laughs> Why is he Sylvester Stallone in this in this story? I cannot do a good Frank, but he talks similar to that. Like that, he had kind of a weird Philly accent, which was weird because he's actually just from Levittown. I don't know how that happened. Um. Anyway, we used to go and see her when she was. Uh, she wasn't even like her eyes weren't even open. She was this. It looked like a hamster, and <laughs> and she had a. Um, uh, like uh, what you would associate with a Doberman or a Rottweiler as far as her colors. She had the black, the tan. She had a gorgeous color. She was. She was, you know. And she... um, it's like a min, min, min pin. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, but it was a Chihuahua. 
so yeah, we would actually go and see her when she was, you know, still, you know, just this big. And we would spend like hours on end just hanging out with her. And they, they turned a whole room into a puppy nursery for three little chihuahuas. And by like the, I guess like 15th visit, there they were like tiny RC cars just running around the house. <laughs> and, uh, oh God, she was so funny. Yo, her ears were so big. Like her brothers were already like antennae, you know, and hers were just, they, they didn't stand up. They have a little flap. Yeah. We're like, it, it's shit. I mean, it wasn't like a, a deal breaker or anything like that. You know, we were already all in. And uh, we we actually, that's how she got the nickname Eggy. We used to say we raised her from an egg. Oh, yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. Um, was this really necessary? We're going to be here till dawn now. He threw like giant logs in the fire. It's really warm. Yeah, dude. It's nice though. It's really, it's really With toasty. the breeze and the fire. It's very toasty. Yeah, right. We will so, be consumed Eggie. by the fire you have created. Anyway, Eggy, Eggy, yeah. So um, we had Eggy for a while, and we bounced around with her all over the place, dude. That dog, like she was a world traveler. Yeah, mm. yeah. And a frequent when, flyer miles. When we were back here, uh, Adrian had someone that um, was getting rid of a Chihuahua, and we didn't, you know, that was uh, right at the end of the Paris Hilton Chihuahua craze. Where, cause oh she, God. she convinced like a whole generation that they were like stuffed animals. Huh. It's a bear mining for coal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. So there was this huge, um, like just almost at once, like people realized, oh my God, this is like a dog and not a toy, you know? So all over the country, there were just people dumping them at shelters. There was a huge flux of you couldn't like you couldn't give them away as puppies for like two years. Now, uh, he, this guy had got one for his daughter and lost interest really quick. You know, again, it's a you know it's not a stuffed animal; it's a dog that actually is part fox and behaves more like a fox in most cases. And like Bruno, Bruno doesn't behave like a dog. Anyway, um, so that yeah, it's Bruno we're talking about. I was wondering where yeah. we were going with this, and so we took him. And apparently he likes, you know, the darkness. And him and Soleil had puppies. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know this. Oh, yeah, dude. We had we, uh, we had a hive of chihuahuas. It was a plethora of chihuahuas. I think a hive of chihuahuas. <laughs> no, they behaved cool. like a hive. Not like a pack. It was hive mentality, and Soleil was the queen. And there was uh, Soleil. Bruno was a dad. Uh, but he was like back of the hive like he he was you know if there was like a position where you had to live outside of the hive he would be outside of the hive. but uh there was uh like jerry from rick and morty yeah kind of uh. and so there was the duchess of barkington uh the duke of barkington um fatty mo oh shit there was another one too no it was five one two three four and Bruno. yeah five that was all of them and uh, Maximus, sorry, Maximus Decimus Puppius. Of course, that dog was a gladiator. Very, very common name and he for a was dog. he was Soleil's because uh, she had two different letters. Okay, and uh, I don't remember where the space coyote was, but it was just me, and she wasn't coming back anytime soon. It was one of those things. I'm sure, you know what I mean. And so Soleil was uber pregnant, and you could tell this was like you know zero hour. I had built her 
this really nice spot to have these puppies. I got a heated dog igloo, like with a heated blanket and everything. Such a bitch. <laughs> my baby. I, that dog was my baby. Anyway. Um, I, I, so I, she goes in there and I fell asleep. Now, you ever get that feeling where you can't tell if something's wet or cold, like if you touch it with your foot? Yes, and I am not looking forward to the rest of the story. Yeah. So she jumped into the bed. While I was asleep. And yeah, I wake up and that wet may be cold. That's Max. You were a wet nurse. Yeah, yeah, man. There's a sad part too. I'm going to leave that up, but it doesn't pertain to Max. All right, all right. Um, there were two and Max was the only one. That... And I tried. I tried. Anyway. Um, so yeah, we kept Max. And he was, the, like, he was the weirdest goddamn chihuahua. Like, okay, because Soleil was kind of on the thick side, right? And just, you know. Chunky. Like, Bruno is kind of a, you know, a chihuahua, like, minces, you know? Like, the typical way you would imagine a chihuahua to behave. Yeah, I mean, and Soleil was like that, too, but she was a little on the bulkier side. She wasn't fat or anything. She was just muscular. And Max got that in spades. And another weird thing about Soleil was she did not have Chihuahua teeth. She had human teeth. No. Very strange. Soleil, <laughs> <laughs> how you doing? Uh, no, no. They were they really long. Like Bruno's teeth are only about maybe less than a quarter of an inch long, and an average Chihuahua tooth is maybe a little longer than that. Soleil's were like half an inch long for her tiny ass head. I don't know how she got teeth that big, but Max got them too. Huh. And he was like. Like, that's why we called him Maximus Decimus Poppius, because he was like a chihuahua, but like, he was like a ringer, you know? And that dog, oh my God, dude. Like, I used to carry him in my jacket. Like, he lit, I always keep my jacket like 25% zipped up, and Max, all you saw was a floating head. And I, I had him everywhere with me when I was a baby. It, it like, if I was single, that dog would have gotten me so much action. <laughs> like, I just, just random strange women reaching into my jacket. I never met him before. I just, oh my God, tiny dog reaching into my clothes. No, tiny dogs are... Tiny dog. Yeah, tiny dog. Everyone, yeah, everyone, tiny, everyone. everyone loves tiny dogs. Oh, tiny dog. But, and Maximus, yeah, he... Uh, what happened to him? Uh, I think she still has him. Really? Yeah, and she has Fatty Mo and the Duchess and the Duke. Uh, she's just traveling around with a cavalcade of chihuahuas. I'm not traveling. <laughs> no comment. But but we still have Bruno though. Uh yeah, the reason we have Bruno is he's a very very good looking dog. By the he's way, he's a handsome. Like, like he looks textbook Chihuahua. He's a model Chihuahua. Yeah, exactly, yeah. textbook Chihuahua. Yeah. Um, why we have him is there was a point where him and Max did not get on. Okay. Okay. And they would fight. Now the problem was it was no contest because as we said, Max was kind of a ringer. Mm-hmm. And with the teeth, yes, the teeth, and he also had Soleil's fur, which is like it's tougher, it's thicker, tough, tougher, mm. longer. I mean, it wasn't super long by comparison, but it, but but when you had the oh, density, I can hear his Daft Punk in my head now. Sorry, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, believe me, I heard it when I said it. Okay, um, so we come home one night. We had that uh, that loft in the city, and oh my god, there was blood everywhere. Okay, Jesus, what? And, and Bruno comes limping. took a turn. Yeah, Bruno comes limping up. He's got one eye closed. He's bleeding everywhere. 
Like, Max fucked him up. And Max was unscathed. Completely unscathed. You, like, you would have thought Bruno fell down the stairs if there were stairs. What happened? And what happened? I Bruno. fell down some stairs. Down some stairs. But, yeah, so, uh, and that happened not as bad a second time, but I was like, okay, we, this is not cool for him. And that was why he wound up uh, where he is. Hmm. Under the sofa all the time. That's because he's scared of you. I don't even know why. Like, if I hang out at home for a while, I Animals think... can sense evil. Good. Now, he warms up the people. Yeah, say, if I hang out long enough, like, he'll, he'll come around, like, he'll... Like, he, he's falling asleep in my lap a couple times, but I have to, I have to be home for a while. Yeah. Next dog. Full-on wolf. I've already decided. I already have a source. Dire wolf? No, no, no. We're not going, you know, we, we're not going to Valhalla to get an animal. <laughs> The very first time we went to go see Soleil, right? They lived in Bristol. Walk in and it, everything. There's break fronts, like three, four different break fronts. Thousands of crystal dolphins. I was like, Jesus. His wife's name was Jamie. And it's like, Jamie, you really have a thing for dolphins? And she goes, uh, those are Franks. <laughs> as badass as anyone could ever say this, okay? It's like, I fucking love dolphins. 